0: Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to the Hunter Hunter podcast, a podcast where you can say podcast anywhere you want. Okay. We're open to any interpretation of the word podcast. Also, I am Ryan one of your HBO boys and we are back to talk about Hunter Hunter episode 18 entitled "Big Time Interview. It's the big time. okay? Do not fail us, tiny child. We've put all our eggs in tiny egg basket child. Assumably an actor, four years old. Try not for a commercial. If you don't land this audition, the big time, we abandon you on the street. Anyway, Big Time Interview's a weird name. <laughs> but the summary of the episode goes like this Gone, Kilowatt, Pika Pika, and Mr. Oreo managed to finish the fourth phase. They now move on to the final phase of the Hunter exam. Okay. Anyway, that, that's all for the podcast. Play the song. <laughs> Uh, JK, although that summary was very on the nose, but let's get back to the beginning where all the Hoopy Fruits are still within the Serpent Cave, which would be advantageous if they had a fetch quest for the Merchants Alliance, but since it is instead a death trap where Mr. Oreo is currently going into a toxin-based coma... It is less fortunate. Should have dodged those vipers, idiot. Pika Pika walks over to the deceased snake master to search him for anything helpful, but the snakes are apparently also trained to guard Bourbon's body, as well as the cave entrance, so just pack it up, Sea Biscuit. The show is over. Speaking of the show, this is one, and I'm on another one, and it's called The HBO Boys, and we are currently on the main channel doing a podcast about Barry? that you guys should all listen to. But also we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash HBO boys boys with a Z. We make a bunch of extra content and we put it up there for money uh, to be fair though. A very small amount of money. It's a dollar. Come on. Okay. Back to the show. So Pika Pika walks over to bourbon. He sees his dead man hands that are swollen. Like he has perhaps been stung by thousands of chemically enhanced bees, which Ponzu has and can't attack the snakes with as well. Apparently, she totally can, but the show wants Gone and Friends to problem solve, and I'll allow it. Pika Pika decides to take us to school once more, which happens a lot on the show, and explain anaphylactic shock, slash the way Bourbon died, to all of us, and also that he figured out the whole B thing through deduction, and not with the fan wiki, which is very impressive. He figured it out all by himself. And now it's flashback time. Ponzu is stalking Snakebra into the cave after sleepgassing the entrance because she just, like, had that shit on her conveniently. And then, as she got mauled by snakes while Bourbon was sleeping, her own defenses began and it became like a chapter from Animorphs Up in This Bitch with snakes v. bees. But, like, a rated inframature version because Bourbon was allergic to the bees and bit the big one. My favorite part about all of this expository time being taken is that during all of it, Mr. Oreo is like knock, knock, knocking on the devil's door throughout it, and everyone around him is very nonchalant about his impending death, as am I. Ponzu then tells all of them that they are stuck until the exam committee comes and saves them, which was information that she had, but they didn't. Each of their number badges apparently contain transmitters, which with the examiners are GPS tracking them at all times, and they will, after the exam is over, go and look for them and apparently beat up all the snakes one by one. Ponzu then reiterates how boned they are, and Pika is like, nah, I have a plan. As long as the snake guy has anti-venom in his possession, which is a okay plan, I guess. It's a risk but it doesn't matter because again for a second episode in a row gone is like i don't know what y'all were thinking about doing but i'm a man of action so take care of the double stuff to dink and he turns to pika and he's like it's there don't worry he just like read pika pika's mind which made me rewind because i was like did he did he actually read his mind, or did they like forget to animate the mouth movements when Pika Pika was thinking that maybe Bourbon had an anti-venom on him? And the answer is, who the fuck knows? Gon, I think, is a mind reader added to the pile of things he can do. What a talented child. Gon then walks up to Bourbon and grabs him, immediately getting bitten and surrounded by snakes, all the while rooting around Bourbon's pockets for the antidote and two needles exactly, which he then finds that crazy son of a bitch. And then I assumed that Pika Pika, after getting the antidote from Gon, gave said antidote to Gon and Mr. Oreo, but I don't know because I looked away. Needles freak me out. But the point is made for both us and for Ponzu. Gon is the ultimate risk-taking life with gambling badass, and she should be his friend. Gon also grabbed the badge off of bourbon and offers to trade it with Ponzu for some of her leftover sleeping gas that he wants to use on the snakes like anyone would have come up with. So she's like, uh... I mean, sure, we can sleep gas the snakes, but we can't hold our breaths that long, so we're just going to pass out in here with the snakes, and then we'll all wake up at the same time, and the snakes will attack us. You dummy. But as always, Gon has an answer to that, and he can hold his breath for 9 minutes and 34 seconds, which is bonkers. The world record, by the way, is 22 minutes. And even then, the divers who go for said record get to hyperventilate on pure oxygen for a half hour beforehand, which I assume Gon isn't about to do because he's the ultimate badass in a snake cave. Gon asks Ponzu to believe in him that he can, one, do that, and two, won't leave her behind to prove that not only is he the ultimate badass, but he's also the best BFF llr 4 l of all time. They then let the gas out into the cave and everyone but gone passes out which is a sick visual as he is enveloped by the gas and his cheeks are huge and we cut to gone running out of the cave with all of his friends old and new on his back literally and figuratively gone then leaves bourbon's badge on ponzu's sleeping lap and takes herds and gives it to mr oreo so he mr oreo can also pass the exam and he sticks his tongue out as he makes his new friend fail the hunter exam while the idiot who got himself stung and tried to break out with his friends recently gets to pass which makes perfect sense and is not awfully infuriating. And with that, the fourth phase of the 287th hunter exam is finally over as the loudspeaker from the boat brings all the applicants back out of the woods and to the shoreline. The applicants who are still alive begin to emerge, including Kilowatt and his skateboard, which he threw and left in the woods. And that continuity error will not stand. We also see Hisaka doing his best I'm a very bad guy walk as we then go to commercial, which, By the way, there are subtitles on the transitions to the commercials. And those subtitles are Japanese, and I can't read those because I don't speak Japanese, and it makes me sad every time because it seems like the transition to commercial and back asks like a question, and then I guess you know again like it comes back, and the answer to said question happens. I, I don't, re- I don't know for sure if that's what's happening because again, I cannot read another language other than English, and they don't add subtitles to the parts with only Japanese lettering in the dubbed version. Makes me so goddamn mad. But anyway, standing ready to get on the boat is Kilowatt get a recur with his face back on, Sokka, Hanzo, Bedoro, Pockle, Mr. Oreo, gone and Pika Pika. Then we see Netero up in the dirigible, and I'm glad to see this fella, man. I have missed him. He's discussing with Bahara how six out of the nine who passed the fourth exam are rookies, and how that is a weird rarity. Satotes McGotes is there, and he asks the chairman what the fifth and final stage of the exam is going to be. By the way, there are also people on the couches around them having this conversation with Satotes, Bahara, and Netero, but they're not talking, but I shall name them anyway. Minchi is there, Beans is there, Lip is there not eating chips and having gained no weight which is preposterous the chairman then says the nine finalists will be participating in a rather peculiar fight and that he'd like to speak with them all individually. then port to the other side of the airship where Mr. Oreo is waxing pathetic about how he was dragged across the finish line by his friends and he doesn't deserve any of this, which is true. Then Beans on the loudspeaker announces that there will be one-on-one interviews coming up with Netero and to report to a specific room when their number is called. In this moment, I am shot with a feeling of, oh, hey, I hadn't thought about this before, but I'm not a huge fan of when people have a number, you know, because of the Holocaust. Anyway, Hisaka is the first to be called, which Gon makes a face about and Pika notices, which I'm sure will come up later. We then get to see the interview, which is cool. I was afraid that these were all going to be like off-screen, get cucked interviews, but they're not. Netero asks Hisaka why he wants to become a hunter and what he believes his biggest weakness is. (laughs) JKJK, but the first part is true. It's just like, why do you want to become a hunter? Like, what weird? Is there an icebreaker after this? Are we going out for like a, a new person, employee group lunch to arby's the fuck and Hisaka is like uh i really don't want to become a hunter actually but i can't kill people without being prosecuted if i am one and nitro is like yeah that's accurate next question out of the other eight applicants which one are you keeping a close eye on this is like when they ask a quarterback in the nfl who they're afraid to be tackled by Eh, whatever except Hisaka says kilowatt which is nebulous due to the fact that Hisaka may or may not be a pedophile and want to bang his friend's younger brother i've said too much and then there was the third question, which is, which of the remaining applicants would you least like to fight? Which is, like, exactly, like, question two, but okay. Hasaka then says, gone, whom he already has beaten, but he understands that he will be the strongest one in time. So then he chooses Kilowatt once more as the person he's both watching and wants to fight in this very moment. And then Hasaka continues and says that the person he would actually most want to fight right now, which he was not asked, would be Netero. And then Netero is like... Hmm. Well, thanks very much. Bye. With, like, no sense of fear whatsoever. Then we get moving through all the people, and we get all their answers one by one. Pockle is keeping an eye on Pika Pika, and he doesn't want to fight Hisaka, which I assume is going to be a major theme. Kilawa is keeping an eye on Gone because they're both buds, and he doesn't want to fight Pockle? Because he thinks it wouldn't be fun? Okay. That seems... Like, it's only there for story purposes, but that's okay. Bedoro is keeping an eye on Hisaka, and he won't fight children, so he doesn't answer the second question fully, which means imminent death from a child is going to happen to him for sure. Gitterbaker's eye is on Kilowatt, I wonder why, I've said too much, and he doesn't want to fight Hisaka, his bfffffll 4 l Gon is keeping an eye on Hisaka, as he is thinking of him the most by far, and he doesn't want to fight any of his pals. Hanzo's keeping an eye on Hisaka as well, and he is also who he doesn't want to fight. Pika Pika is watching Gon for positive reasons, quote-unquote, and Hisaka, but for negative reasons. (laughs) And he will fight anyone if there's a reason to, otherwise he's a pacifist dankbag. Mr. Oreo is watching Gon because he owes him big time, and he also doesn't want to fight him, which is good. Mr. Oreo shouldn't fight any of these people. He'll get goddamn romped. And then Netero walks back into all his pals and has said, I have made a bracket and the winners of the fights that I have created from the information that I just gained in those interviews will pass the exam. Pika Pika then confronts Gon about being all fucked up on the inside about Hisaka, at which point Gon tells him the full story of getting the badge, being paralyzed, owing Hisaka one, getting punched in the face by him etc Gon starts to cry over his relative weakness to hisaka but then i guess like gets over it all of a sudden while he describes how helping his friends made him feel better about himself over the last few days oh at which point pika pika thanks Gon for helping mr oreo and himself get this far as Gon thanks pika back for what reason i am unaware of that i don't i guess he's just a nice little boy and i think pika pika would have made it pika is strong and smart Mr. Oreo should be in a goddamn ditch. And then a wild narrator appeared. Gone and his friends have grown closer. And he's so, you know, over time, the wild narrator has just become about to have a heart attack, Elvis. <laughs> Gone and his friends have grown closer. <laughs> I'm the king of rock. And they are about to enter the final part of the Hunter exam, Memphis. Anyway, thank you very much for being around for the 18th episode of Hunter Hunter. I look forward to the 19th where we get like a version of March Madness where Asaka assumably kills most of the people he faces. that'll be fun right? okay now play the song but for real future Ryan bye. bye.